Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, I'm joined on the line on 461995 uh, right now by a concerned son whose dad has had his non-contributory pension stripped from him. There's an ongoing review into his dad's case, but James is concerned at the way pensioners are being treated and he feels that those on non-contributory pensions are being targeted. Um, and uh, good morning to you, James. How are you doing? Um, good morning, Joe. Thanks. You're very welcome. Uh, how um, old is your dad? My dad is 78. Mm. Is he still working? He is still working. Unfortunately, um, he's had to continue working because uh, when you're under investigation for your pension, they'll actually stop it while the investigation is ongoing. So he's, he's continued to work all his life, to be honest. And when he actually went in about this pension, that was one of the things they said to him, that if he'd stayed out in the sick or gone on the dole, he'd probably got his normal pension um, and not had all these hassles. But what I was hoping to do today, as you said there, it just really give a warning to pensioners out there. So if it's okay, I'd just like to give you a bit of background on the case of my father. Okay. Perfect, thank you. So it's just let everyone know that in 2019, in the first six months, they've gone after 3,500 pensioners who are on these non-contribution pensions. Now, my father, in 2007, went in and actually applied for a normal contribution pension, but um, he didn't have enough stamps. So they offered him this non-contribution one, which is fine. But it only allows you to have means of 20,000. So what that means is you're basically allowed your house. Um, you could have a Ferrari car parked outside your front door. But you're not allowed to have any savings, bonds, government bonds, any other incomes over 20,000. Now, I actually wrote to the minister on this because that figure hasn't changed since 2005. So basically what happened to my father was my mother was dying of cancer. <clears throat> and uh, she decided to buy him a derelict cottage to do up to keep him busy which he did, and he did it up, and she passed, and he got it all fitted up, but then he decided he'd rent it. Um, and obviously the minister, he registered as a landlord, social welfare contacted him and said, look, uh, we notice you have means now over the amount, um, so we now like to take back all the pension we paid to you. And this isn't like revenue, social welfare will go back to the very day they started giving you the money. Okay. And, yeah. and is that what he's in the middle of now? now basically, yeah, we've been fighting it now for two years. Um, I don't want to tell you how many letters we've had. But really, my main thing is I just want to warn pensioners about the treatment they'll, they'll forgo under social welfare. And I have written to social welfare about this because I found it quite disgusting. Um, I'm a senior management in a, in a company, and the way they write letters to all people, uh, I found it quite disgusting. In my father's case, he left school when he was 16, went to England in the 50s. He couldn't read or write properly, to be honest with you. And yet they inundate them with these letters asking for information, bank statements. Um, you know, and the demands go everything from we want the, the, the information in 10 days, we want it in 15 days, we want it in 21 days. Um, the only way you can talk to a social welfare office is by writing. Uh, you can ring a number, you can leave a message, but you can't actually speak to the returning officer. You can't email them in this modern world, which amazed me. Um, so every part of the correspondence I had to do was in writing. Now, when I want to talk about the demands they put him under, so they'll ask you to come back to them within 10 days for information. Uh, it could be bank statements, it could be whatever it may be. And as I explained to them, your local citizen advice bureau, uh, the accountants will only be there every two weeks, and the legal services is only every three weeks. So if they write me a letter demanding information within 10 days, well, it'll take me maybe 14 days to meet with someone 
in citizens' advice um, to speak on the case. So, and then also they want you to get bank statements going back in my father's case to 2007. And they're not held by your local branch anymore. You have to go to Dublin. Uh, Dublin would charge you three euros per sheet per statement. Um, and they'll also take about maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks to get it to you. And so, James, is this only in a case where um, they are looking for money back? Uh, I mean, for example, when someone first applies for a non-contributory pension, is it more straightforward? It's absolutely straightforward. When, it, when you actually apply for one, you'll just be asked to fill out a form. Um, I don't think they go through enough on how the assets and what are assets. Um, what I found talking to a lot of pensioners have been caught out with, and this is the reason I rose about the uh, the amount is a lot of people took up ISIS, you know, back in the day, especially pensioners. You know, they put the few pounds aside, they, they saved it up. That would actually drive you over the um, the amount. Mm. Um, if if one of your family members has passed and left you money, uh, or or maybe you, you came into some money, should we say, that will put you over the threshold. And, and is it your view that the state takes a, a much more serious view because it's non-contributory of all of this? I think so. But, but what got me about it was the state's aggression towards the old age pensioners. I mean, if, if I went in tomorrow morning and I killed someone, I get a lawyer put beside me, a solicitor, who will explain to me everything that's going on and, and you know, tell me what I need to do and, and how I need to treat this case. All they will do with pensioners is they'll, they'll send them, inundate them with letters. Letters they can't read, letters they can't reply to, uh, letters that make no sense to them. They'll tell them to go to the bank. They'll tell them to go to the credit union. They'll tell them to get every piece of paperwork going back in the last 20 years, if that's what it was. And then to boot them, they'll say to them, oh, and if you need any advice, go down to Citizens Advice Bureau. And if you're living out in County Limerick, that's only every three weeks. Um, if you're living in the city, you can go into the Citizens Advice. But that citizen's vice person, he, they don't come with you. They don't sit beside you when you're under attack by social welfare. And right. this is why... As a you see, I mean, they, they are going to say, as you well know, social welfare will say, well, hang on now, this isn't a question of under attack. This is a question of trying to determine in a specific case if the money paid so far through a non-contributory pension was legitimate under the rules or not. Absolutely. And, and I think the legitimacy of whether it was paid or not will be decided by social welfare, even in my father's case. But what I do want to say is, uh, to people in the 50s who, who no, didn't read or didn't write, who left school to go to England, um, in the case of my parents, you know, and then to be inundated by letters, by social welfare, that they can't read, that they can't understand. And there's a lot of pensioners to be sitting at home at night with these letters dropping through their post boxes on their own you know, trying to make sense of this stuff. And, and, and is it that your dad is essentially being asked to prove that the money paid to him so far was falling under the rules? Correct. Absolutely. Right. But so, so and is, is, is that why it's retrospective? Because as you point out, it's a different story perhaps if they were saying from this point forward, we have a question mark over whether or not he'll continue to be paid the non-contributory uh, pension. But it's actually going backwards that's such a, a big pressure on him. Yes, absolutely. And unlike revenue that would go back over your tax accounts for the last five years, social welfare will go all the way back. So really to a pensioner there that someone may have passed in the last eight years and all of a sudden they leave them some money. I, I don't think that pensioner thinks to himself, oh, do you know what I must do now is I must ring up social welfare there and ask him, uh, am I still, you know, within the means? 
Right, um, but 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 they do say, don't they, the social welfare, that it is under regular review and you do have a responsibility if your circumstances change to inform them. Absolutely, and I think for people like me that had a full education and went to secondary school and left with my grades and all the rest of it, absolutely. I think for old age pensioners that left in the 50s that could no more read nor write and just about able to sign their, their names, I don't think, I, I think they need to be treated differently, Joe. Right. And, and, and in what way exactly, James? Well, I think for a start, these people could actually ring up and have a conversation with them would be a great start. Um, I thought, I think also, you know, um, with when they send out their pension or maybe when they go to, to collect it, you know, a leaflet. You know, my father, in all the, the, the letters he got from Revenue, there wasn't one leaflet in there that said, here's your rights, here's what you can do, here's the people you can speak to. All this has to be found out of our own. Mm. You know, that's uh, I, whether he's guilty or not. Well, but, but I suppose, I mean, well, a, a key question, I suppose, for, for your dad and for you as well, helping him is, are you confident that he is okay on this one? I suppose I won't know until the appeal is finished. So we're actually in the appeal at the moment. But I suppose for me, looking at this from the outside in, you know, this is a bit like being innocent and proven guilty. It's just the treatment, Joe. You don't get told anything. You know, I started this from the beginning myself here with him. You have to find out everything. The social welfare will not tell you to go to the Vice Bureau and they'll help you out. They don't put in any leaflet. You know, the first thing you do, and I go back to that case, is if I murdered someone tomorrow morning, a solicitor would sit next to me and say, right, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. But these old age pensioners, they stop their bins. They stop their living alone now. They turn, you know, they stop their electricity, the bid for the phone. They do all that to them, but they don't tell them what their rights are. They don't tell them what they can do. They don't tell them who to speak to. Sorry, explain this to me about stopping electricity. Oh, well, sir, the minute your pension is stopped, that's everything. Then, then they'll, they'll, they'll cut off your bin. They'll cut off your living alone now. All, all your benefits are stopped. Oh, I'm sorry, I see from the state, stopped. yes. Yeah, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, and the other thing, one of the cases... And, and is, that, is that the situation with your dad right now? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. how, long, how long has that been the case? I'd say now it's been nearly two years because you have to go through all the rigmarole of giving them all the paperwork, then you have to go into the appeal, then we yeah. have to wait till the appeal is held. And, and how is he getting on then? Well, he's fine. I mean, as I said, he's 78, but he's still working away um, and he's trying his best. But, uh, you know, it's just the way they treat him. Like, I'm yeah. in business and... And it, I, I wouldn't treat a dog this way. You know, they need to get better at giving information out to old age pensioners, putting in leaflets. Um, um, someone, someone should advocate. Yeah, but James, that. did you raise any of this with a local TD? I, I did. I spoke to a local TD and he did um, get questions put to the minister that were answered. But like, where do you go? Uh, and what, what did the minister say? I'm sure I got the usual reply back that they train their people and that um, they're going through them. But, you know, what I'd like to see is these people link in with the likes of, you know, um, Old Age Pension Action and, and these, uh, you know, charities and actually start to treat people, you know, who are pensioners in this state, you know, decently and not treat them like criminals. Because mm. if he was a criminal, he'd be treated better. Okay. I can tell you that now. Um, so, James, in essence, your warning is be very careful. You know, if if you have you know, a, um, a dad or a, or a mum or a relative who is heading towards or is in receipt of a non-contributory pension, especially, they need to be very careful about it. Absolutely.
absolutely. The first thing Citizens Vice Bureau said to me the day I walked in the doors were, every pensioner now should start planning for their pension, day one, before they ever claim anything, whether it be non-contribution or normal pension. But if you're on a non-contribution pension, you have to understand that any asset outside of your house or your car um, could push you over the threshold. And the day you go over the threshold, they will claim the money back to that. Now, the ironic thing, as always in this country, is you can have a £100,000 Ferrari sitting outside your front door. And as long as it's your household car, it doesn't count. Um, but if you took uh, a few quid a week out of your pension and put it towards one of Charlie McCreevy's saving schemes, which pro most old people were told to do, or the banks got on to you and said, hey, there's a good saving scheme here we want you to get into, as most old people are told to, that will drive you off the threshold. Okay. A, right. a threshold that hasn't been changed since 2005. All right. 2005. All right. Okay, James, listen, thank you very much for telling us that story. Um, and let us know um, how uh, your dad gets on in the first instance, but also it's something that we uh, will try to explore with some of the election candidates that we're talking to uh, at the moment in the middle, of course, of this uh, general election 2020 campaign. James, thanks so much. Call Limerick today now on 461995. 